Hi there and welcome to the Balenci Property Podcast. In this week's episode, which is episode 12, after our week off because of the fires fiestas, we're back. And this week we're talking about our role as buyer's agents and what goes into this role. We take a look at the latest news and events coming out of Valencia and have quite a few listener questions covered too. We also have a chat with David about what is involved in finding someone the perfect Valencia property. Before we start though, let's look at the latest news from Valencia and there's quite a lot of it. Fires came and went and the Valencians didn't allow it to be a damp squib despite the shocking weather which has continued this week. You can probably hear the rain in the background as I record this. I would be recording it on the terrace with the sound of birdsong in the background but even the birds have given up. It's like the last days of Macondo in 100 years of solitude here at the moment. I think some areas of Valencia are just going to be washed away. By some estimations on Tuesday we got 10 centimetres or 4 inches of rain and it's returned on Thursday today as I record. The crema, to finish Fias by burning all of the models, was pretty emotional for all of those involved in the fiestas, as it was the first time that Fias had happened since the pandemic, really. We had a small one in September last year. But everyone got very wet while watching the burning. I've put a video of the crema from a town hall in Valencia in the recommended videos. In other news, Valencia has been receiving hundreds and thousands of refugees from the Ukraine, all looking for a safe place while the despicable Putin sends young conscripts to their death. The refugees are mostly young families lacking one thing, the husband. Most young men have stayed in Ukraine to protect the country. The Valencians have been very welcoming and many have taken in young families in their spare rooms and empty houses. The Ukrainians have been immensely grateful and a bond between the two countries is being created as we speak. In other news, there's problems this week at supermarkets with food supplies as many in the transport sector have gone on strike complaining about the sky-high rises in fuel prices. We've even had some rationing of basics such as milk and sunflower oil. The dispute is ongoing and the government has promised to intervene by dropping the levels of fuel duty. We'll see what happens. Anyway, on to this week's subject, why you should use a buyer's agent. The reason that the buyer's agent is important in Valencia is because the commissions on a sale are split. In lots of parts of Spain, the seller pays. This of course means the buyer pays, but it's hidden, it's hidden in the price. As we've mentioned before, our beloved American clients get this, as they are used to buyer's agents and seller's agents. Typically, British clients don't get it. Why is this? Well, let's take a look. In the States, you get your realtor and they search out the best properties for your requirements on the multi-listing system available to all realtors and they work with the listing agent to get you in to see the property. That doesn't quite happen here though. Firstly, there's no multi-listing system, so there are listing agents, but they list them on their own website and on portals such as Idealista, Fotocasa and Pieces.com. This of course means that you as a buyer have to ring or contact every single agent individually and arrange your visits with them. Some problems come in here though. The first is the language issue. Most agents don't speak English. Remember, 90% of the market in Valencia is local. Second is the time issue. They don't answer because they're too busy and you're well down their priority list because their bosses just sit them in a house to receive up to 20 visits a day of people who have no interest in the property, but they have targets to meet. And if they don't meet those targets, the number of visits signed off, they're sacked. 
Finally, they're not available when you might be, and if you are coming over in a few weeks or months, then you get pushed even further back in the queue in their mind because they know that the property you inquired about will most probably be sold for when you're coming over, and they won't have anything else comparable to show you. Why won't they have anything? Because they're not working for you as a buyer. They have what they have and don't go out and get stuff that may suit you specifically. Why not? Well, remember, there's no multi-listing system. They assume, and rightly in most cases, that you will be contacting all of the other agents and therefore you cannot collaborate with them as they assume you have already been in contact with other agents. However, as we've already said, you may not have received a reply from the other agents because the agents on Idealista and the other portals never answer contacts through the website. Don't ask me why, but they don't. Well, actually, ask me why. The truth is, they're just too busy. So why come to us rather than a local agent or let's say a chain agent, a franchise agent? We work with you in a personal way as a buyer's agent. We take you by the hand from the start of the process, set up your visits, making sure that the properties you're going to see suit your requirements, which we have previously established using the form on the article attached in the show notes. Remember, take the first step in buying Valencia property, go to the article in the show notes and fill in the form. We make sure that you get the full experience of seeing the best properties for you. Equally, we make sure you're ready to buy, which is another thing the seller's agent won't do. On our orientation day, we take you to a bank to open an account. We set you up with a lawyer and a notary in order to get your near number if required. And we do anything else required to make sure you're in a position to be able to go ahead with any purchase. But anyway, let's get back to those commissions. How do commissions work in Valencia? One of the questions we often get asked is, doesn't us paying you mean that there's an extra layer of commissions on the purchase? The answer is no. And in many cases, it'll save you money. As I mentioned earlier, in Valencia, commissions are paid by both the buyer and the seller. Usually it's 3% to both parties, although some agencies charge considerably more. If an agency says they don't charge you as a buyer, that should be a big red flag. Why? because it means they have factored their commission into the price, and this will be anything between five and 8%, and in extreme cases, it's higher. Also, many agencies look at you as a buyer and a foreign buyer and say, how much will I be able to charge these people? You're often fair game for 5% or more. Last year, we saw a client who, on buying a 500,000 place near Valencia Beach, had been charged 6% by the agent. We also found out from the previous owner, that they have been charged 4%. So the agency had charged 10% overall of 500,000, 50,000 for a single sale. Nice work if you can get it. I just don't know how they can live with themselves. The owner was surprised when we didn't charge them for selling their property because of their previous bad experience with that agent. We didn't charge them because we're charging our buyer because we're buyer's agents. The legwork. We do the legwork to talk with all the other agents and talk about all the properties and make sure that you get the right ones. You're paying for our experience, really. We know the market inside out and we probably know the properties that you are interested in because we work with a lot of other agencies and may have already seen them. If something is not suitable for what you have stated you're looking for, your must-haves, your would-likes, etc., then we'll let you know. We'll do both the head work and the leg work to make sure that what you want is available to see. 
and if it isn't a realistic possibility, we let you know why. We'll also suggest other things you should be seeing, which you maybe hadn't thought of, but might have just come up, or we know about because they've been sold off market perhaps. And talking of this legwork and this preparation, I had a chat with Dave about the experience of working with clients as a buyer's agent. Have a listen as we shoot the breeze about everything to do with working with someone and getting you ready to buy. Okay, so today we're going to talk about how much work goes into a client on average uh, when you're working as a buyer's agent. So, um, how long is it before people come over in general that they contact us? Uh, I think it depends on the person, obviously, but some people contact us two years in advance. Some people say, I'll be there next month, and some people say, I'm here today, I want to see stuff. Okay, so who don't you like out of those? <laughs> it's the drop-in last minute's always difficult because we're usually attending clients who've actually contacted us and given us the the wish list, the, the, the first steps, and we can kind of work with that and run with the ball. It's difficult, somebody just lands in your lap and if somebody turns up today and says, I want to spend one million euros, that sounds really exciting, but usually from experience, it just doesn't work like that. They're here just on a whim. They don't have the NIE. They're not really ready. And we've got the ducks in a row, and it's it's difficult to pull something out yeah out your sleeve or, or out your hat and say I've got the perfect property. Because then, they, if they saw if they saw that, they probably wouldn't even realise that it is the perfect property for them. And then they'd need to see ten others because we haven't done the preparation before, am we? Yeah, and if you've got a time frame of two or three days, somebody who contacted us this week and they're leaving on Friday, it's just not going to happen. In you know, Wednesday today, uh, you know, in two days, it's it's difficult. You need to give us some prior warning. Well, also because we've got the uh, to get everything in place, you need to get in the end number, you need to get a bank account opened and stuff like that. And if you haven't got the time to do that while you're here. Well, in a lot of cases, going back to the States, for example, it's a long way to come to actually do little things like that as well. Well, you have to, the, the system here as well, we don't, it's not, the MLS system doesn't really exist, so we have to speak to a lot of agents and a lot of owners to actually get into the places, and at the time of writing or the time of speaking, it's absolutely pissing it down outside, and it's uh, it's difficult to view. We've had, the wheels have fallen off this week because of the, the weather's been so bad, and to see properties not in their best light, should we say, then it's not a great idea. Yeah, and um, some of the roads have been closed. It's been, it's been ridiculous this week. Um, but when people get in touch, and generally, as we say, we get people getting in touch quite a bit before they come over. What's the, well, I know you often count emails, but what's the standard for the amount of communication you have with someone to prepare them before they come over here? I think a good number of emails that I respond to are probably 10 to 15 to 20. If it gets any more than that and the person won't be arriving for six months, that's when you start to get a bit exasperated with the, with the process. And if it's one by one questions, send an email, wait for a response two days later, that's maybe that's why some people need the six months advanced prior preparation. But you know, we always say, get all your questions ready in one go, or even we'll do the Zoom call or we'll have a quick chat on WhatsApp or, or by telephone just to, just to prepare you, the, the big thing is managing expectations as well. People expect to see 
perfect properties and bells and whistles and, and it's just trying to downplay that and manage the expectations and say right well I know you want this this and this but you might have to be a bit more flexible with your request and that's especially if the budget isn't at a certain point yeah I think it's any budget though uh, obviously outside space after the pandemic is just it was difficult before and now it's almost people want to see penthouses half a million plus there might be two or three on sale at any given time mm -hmm. and they've probably been on sale for quite a while as well because they're not that great yeah uh, do you reckon that some clients are easier to find places for what sort what sort of criteria have people got that makes it easier for you I think it's just somebody who's willing to be flexible and doesn't mind the caveats or the well I did want outside space but I don't mind a balcony and I didn't want to renovate but obviously now I'm seeing that I'm going to have to renovate to get exactly what, what I want and when people come over obviously from Northern Europe and America the, the main base of our clients they think that everything's going to be really expensive and to rewire will be 10,000 euros and a new kitchen will be 25 a bathroom could be 10 or 15 or 20,000 as well when they realize how how cheap and how easy it is to get things done that's when they start to to appreciate the probably the, what the information we can give people and say oh well I expected to find this this and this but actually I, I I went with the flow and I'm glad I did okay so when somebody gets here and you've done all the preparation before whether it be six months three months a month or whatever but you've done preparation before not somebody who just falls in your lap on the day yeah how long does somebody usually take to find the perfect place once they're here so how many visits do they normally have I reckon between 10 to 15 apartments is good going if you're here for a week. If you can manage to get If you can minute. manage to get to see them. It's difficult at the moment, obviously, with COVID and weather issues that we're having this week. Because uh, I've, I've said before that 10 to 15 is actually too many because it means they haven't strictly defined what they want. Yeah, it's a lot of the time it's, it's just to cross off and just to maybe show something that they've requested to see even though you know it's not going to be suitable just so it gets them gets it out of their minds and to say well I know you wanted to see this one because you like the look of it maybe because it's got some exposed brickwork or some beams and high ceilings and whatnot but then they actually see them and go hold on this needs a ton of work which in the you know typical classical facades and older properties sometimes the property can look amazing but you walk into the building and it looks like it's going to fall down so it kind of you quickly readjust your requirements because you you understand what's here when you're here on the ground mm -hmm. is the property ever truly perfect does the perfect property exist i don't think so i think uh and the perfect client doesn't exist either it's, it's just trying to meet bridge the gap and say well this could work because you're you're in the location you want to be it's not necessarily a nice facade but this is exactly where you need to be because of maybe school maybe the commute maybe because you need to be close to the city that's why you know we always kind of recommend that it's it's location 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 always the the most important thing and i always advise people to get something as big as they can find as well whether you need it or not it's a lot easier to close a door on a bedroom and not use it and then you've got that appreciation value over the years when it does come to sell you need to get rid of it then obviously it's going to hold its value and it's going to be worth some money in a few years time you can buy a beautiful shoe box but it's only going to, ever going to be worth a certain amount of money and it's going to look cluttered within six months because we all buy a load of rubbish well know? yeah it's, it's what you what you think you need as well is, is sometimes after you've been here for a few months you realize that oh I wish I bought that one with the three bedrooms or I wish I got that extra space 
And sometimes as well, because you spend so much time outside, you don't really need the, the terrace that you think you need or, or even the balcony. Because we do go out, coffees, meals, 12 hours a day because of the, the climate, you're, you're out a lot. Uh-huh. Apart from this month because of the shocking weather which I've said, I mentioned earlier in the podcast. Well, the clocks go forward this weekend and we've got two weeks of pretty average weather but I think after that we're going to be into the sunshine. Uh-huh. And one last question about the time periods for clients. When you add up the time before when you're going back and forward with emails and whatsapps and, and calls and things and the time that you spend with them when they're here, what do you think is the, how much work goes into the average client in terms of hours studying the market and finding the right place for them as a buyer's agent? It's a really difficult question because what we are looking for for clients will serve you well for the client who's in next week who's usually got the same requirements as somebody who says it's very rare you get somebody who wants to live in a in a dark cave with more windows it's everybody needs light everybody wants a bit of character everybody wants to be in a decent area a quiet road usually not a noisy avenue so that's kind of an ongoing product knowledge that we think that we've that we obviously have because we're dealing with so many clients week in week out and obviously our little WhatsApp groups and the, the, the communication within the company as well is really important because Gavin or Jess or Paul might be taking somebody out next week and I've seen something that could really fit the bill. So there's a lot of uh, what's available at the moment, what have you seen, what's good and what's coming up. And we've got so many contacts as well. We get sent a lot of the stuff through that doesn't sometimes make the web page because it's going to go quick and we say, oh, one's just arrived that looks good. Who, who's here on the ground? Who can we show it to? Yeah, the bonus ball, yeah? Yeah, yes. It's usually the bonus ball is the one that people buy as well because it's 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 such an attractive thing that, oh, nobody's seen this. I'm the first person to be here. Mm-hmm. And if that person likes it, they're gonna, they realize that everybody else is going to like it as well. So sometimes you get lucky and the stars align and you're here at the right time, right place situation and and you get to see it before anybody else. Okay, well that's cool. I've got um, something else as well. Uh, The listener questions, we've got one, which I think you might have an interesting answer to. I've definitely got an interesting answer to it, but it's uh, I I think we get banned in iTunes in India, (laughs) if I answered in the way that I should. Um, We got asked, how much can I get off a property at the moment? I want to offer around 20 to 30% below asking prices, can I? Well, I've got an answer, what's yours? Well. We get that question, not 20, 30%, but if I'm a cash buyer, how much can I get off? And that's the only instance I found where you might be able to get five or 10,000 euros off, off, off the asking price. If, if the apartment's 200,000, you might get 10,000 10, off, 5,000 off, if you're lucky, the way the market is at the moment. You know, we're not desperate. We get people come over from other parts of the world and they think that this is gonna be easy that we're you know a bit wet behind the ears and that we're just desperate for people's money but the market's so active at the moment that i would almost say five thousand if you're lucky and usually not that either and if you make a low ball offer or even a less than asking price offer you run the risk that you're going to miss out because somebody the agents are all you know busy showing their own clients and our clients as well and they know that if they get a a 290 offer for a 300,000 place they've only got to tell somebody else if they want to get another 10,000 and somebody's going to meet that offer and now we get to the situation where people are being gazumped. Yeah. People are offer, offering over asking price just to secure a property uh, which is yeah the way of the world I guess but mm-hmm. that's that's the demand. Yeah um, my answer would be go and see another agent 
um, uh, because all of the owners will tell you as a buyer to go forth and multiply in certain words and they'll probably tell the agency us to do the same hmm. and we wouldn't be able to show that property again because really they don't want their time wasted by somebody coming around and doing that now I know that there are certain people who come over give 20 to 30 percent below asking price offers to a hundred different places because they know one person will likely say yes and they don't really care about which property they buy it's just a numbers game to them but um, we only offer properties at good prices if it's overpriced I mean yesterday I know we were talking yesterday about this we got offered a place and the price was just way out of the of the market and I just said no we're not interested in in carrying that property it's just too expensive I'm a buyer's agent um, I'm working for my buyer it's my buyer who's paying me I can't in all honesty say that's a good deal because it's not so that's why it's not going on our site well we're not desperate for listings as well because we can cherry pick and we've got so many contacts but your typical run-of-the-mill agent on the ground would just jump at that and say well at least I've got some decent photos and I've got a new product I think though you know some agents will take it and because they've got people on the books they'll take them round to see it so I don't think she'll have a problem with um, visits at all I think she'll have a problem with the price but people will go around to see it because it's going to look nice I can't see it. I mean, I know the property you're talking about, and obviously the location isn't as good as things that we've we've sold in the last six months to some of our clients. And you just think, well, and I said to you yesterday, you know, well, send them the one that we sold to such and such six months ago and see if they actually think that it's better than, than, than this one for this location, for, for size as well. We've got another question as well, which was an interesting one, which is, uh, have you got any uh, rent-to-buy opportunities available? And my answer is not really. Why is that? Because owners now don't want to be messed around. And usually when you rent to buy, you find all the faults after a couple of months and you don't go on to buy it. And in the meantime, the owner's probably got an eye on, got their eye on something else. And then they, they kind of get... It's just this... Uh, it just doesn't happen nowadays. People aren't that desperate to go, oh, I'll rent it out in the meantime and then I'll sell it. You know, people want to sell and they want to get it off their hands. They want to get it off their hands because usually they've got their eye on something else. And yeah. They need the money from the sale in order to buy that other place. Yeah, I think people get this, this notion that Valencia is obviously a lot cheaper than other areas of Spain, but that, oh, it's, it's desperation stakes and people will just, I'm, I'm coming down and I've got cash in my pocket and people will just do what they expect them to do. And the rent to buy and we get numerous inquiries and it's the answer now is no they want to sell it they're not going to take a punt or take a chance on six months rental and then you back out because you found something better in the meantime it's uh it's it just doesn't happen now yeah i think by trying to get rent to buy you're essentially trying to reinvent the wheel in within the spanish property market that it doesn't exist that much there are some people who understand it but you try to explain this to someone at the moment and you say, yeah, so what happens is you're going to get 10% or even 20% down now. And then you're going to get a certain amount every month for two years. And then at the end of that two years or three years or whenever, you're going to sell it for the price you're asking for today in a rising market. Mm. They, they probably say, well, where's the benefit for me at all? There, yeah. there is no benefit there for me at all. I've got to move out of the house where I live. I've got to find another place. I can't buy another place because I've only got 10, 20% of the money down. 
and I can't go and find another rent to buy place because there aren't that many. I think people just want quick, clean, fast operations and the only chance you're going to get to bargain and to negotiate on a price is if you're cash ready and you can come over and say we can go to Nota in a month or less. I mean apartments can be two or three weeks maximum for due diligence and to make sure everything is, is lean free. Uh, and that's when you can bargain a bit more on the price, but there's no point coming down and saying, all right, I'm going to offer 20% less, and now I've got to go and find out if I need a mortgage. And three months later, we're still saying, well... And then the owners get exasperated, and the agents that we work with as well, saying, well, what's going on? Is it still going through? Have you heard anything? And people seem to disappear into the mist. You know, They think they've got the reinvented the wheel and coming down, and I'm going to get 20% off something because my budget is only X amount. It doesn't really work like that. Yeah, well, I had an inquiry yesterday, and it's a villa with pool, 85,000. Now, we can go back in time five, six, seven years, maybe, and possibly get that legally, but I think most of the places would be semi-legal or totally illegal for that price five, six years ago. And now we're talking about 60, 70% higher prices. I said, look, the cheapest we got on the site that I know totally legal with a pool is 125,000 but it's like six kilometers out from a town and they said I need to be able to walk into the town 85,000 with land a pool it's not going to work you're looking in the wrong place well I've had an inquiry when somebody wants exactly the same for 125 and I went on the portals and our own website as well and I couldn't find anything within 10 kilometers of a town anything at all mm -hmm. there's 11,000 properties on ID listed, then there's 10, then there's 9, then there's, and now there's, uh, now there's 8,000. Mm -hmm. And most of those have been on for a long time. And there's not 8,000. We've been through this before. <laughs> there's like 2,000 because they're all repeat listings. Yeah. Or not available, or just rented, or just sold, or there is eye candy to get you to contact the agent. Yeah, it's, uh, there's no good coming over and saying, I definitely don't want a car. I need to be close to a town, but I want land. It's kind of mutually exclusive of requirements as well because if you want land you're not going to be within a town or usually walking distance to a town either if you want your privacy the best thing is probably to get some transport don't rely on buses necessarily because there might be one a day in some of these places and uh, yeah spend 10,000 on a car and adjust your budget and you might get what you need there are places in Spain where you will find it for 85,000 but you're probably going to be over 100 kilometers from the coast and outside a village in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Which walk, might be nice for some people, but... Walk to the one horse town where there's one bar yeah. and one bakery. Until that closes down and you're asked to take over the bakery because <laughs> you're the youngest person for miles around. <laughs> yeah, welcome to paradise. Yeah. Now, it's a bit difficult to find places at um, restricted budgets now, I'd say. Well, what we're doing in the city at the moment is if you're looking for less than 150,000, then you're going to struggle and there's been one or two recently that have been very close to 150 and because there's been no firm offer or no full price offer have been made they've, they've been snapped up by other people mm -hmm. you really need to be what we keep saying get your ducks in a row contact us obviously a few weeks before you're here we'll put you in the calendar and that's when we can start to arrange things because the week before people arrive and i'm saying all oh, right who have i got next week i better start arranging things for them and that usually involves a trip to the notary and go see the lawyer and open a bank account as well. So when you do find what you need, you can move on it very quickly. Because you need to move on it very quickly. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, there's, 
we've made a fair few sales this year, but we've also missed out on three or four or five now in the last couple of weeks just because people aren't quite ready to pull the trigger and it doesn't how much you like a place, somebody else is standing right behind you who is ready to, to move and they probably will. Yeah, and a lot of the visits you make, you can actually see the next person coming in to see it because they'll arrange a visit at 11 o'clock, 11.30, 12, 12.30, yeah. and so on. It's as if there's a queue outside the house to go and see it at the moment. Well, I call it the revolving door apartment where if it's been on for two days and we actually get in to see them because, you know, it's not raining or for whatever other (laughs) reason, then you you do see people, and the agents will stand there for four hours and they'll do eight viewings and then in the afternoon they'll go back and they'll do another six or seven in the in the evening as well and by the end of the week they've probably got three or four decent offers in and whoever makes the full price offer will secure the property and as i said earlier in the podcast then that's why the agent isn't working for you <laughs> yeah they don't really care they just they obviously get their agreement with their seller so they you're just a number really i think our service is a bit more personal we we like to to stop and have a chat, have a coffee, have get get lunch sometimes, and that's when you can re- really bore down into requirements. And there's a bit of background about clients as well that oh, I didn't realise that you worked in this. Well, this could work for you. Or I know. Or it's also the network of, of Valencia property and the people that we know that we can always introduce you to, to to people here as well. That sooner or later you're going to need builders, electricians, and also maybe a few friends or confidence. Yeah and we've just got another building company on board today which is good and we're checking out all of their uh, all of their work beforehand right. and then we're going to give them a small job to start off with probably in my house so we'll see <laughs> <laughs> okay cool we'll carry on this uh, conversation at a future time i hope that was useful it gives a good idea of what goes into working with people anyway We have two more client questions this week, apart from those discussed with Dave. Firstly, Bart asked us, we're gonna get the golden visa and you mentioned on a previous podcast that you apply for it once you are in Spain and have bought your property. How long should we give ourselves to find a property once we are there? Should we book a rental for a few weeks on arrival or look for medium term rental for a few months? Okay, it could take a few weeks or longer to find the perfect property for you depending on availability and when you come over. It could even take a few months, as you shouldn't feel rushed into buying something that doesn't tick your boxes. Therefore, the best way to do this is to get an initial rental, perhaps one that is extendable, and then play it by ear. Remember that once you find a place, it may well be 30, 60 or 90 days to completion, so you should factor that into your working out. Bear in mind though, if you're from outside the EU and haven't previously arranged a visa for the first year, then your stay can be a maximum of 90 days before you apply for the golden visa from here. So again, if you only have 90 days, we make sure to see the maximum number of properties possible. Despite this, most non-EU clients thinking of getting the golden visa find a property while here on a quick visit, maybe a week, two weeks, and then come back to apply for the golden visa once the property is bought because they haven't used up those 90 days by only being here for a couple of weeks. They can come in and come out. Once the property has been completed on, the lawyer will say, okay, come back now and we'll apply for the golden visa from here. The next question came from Janice and she said, We came to Valencia and tried to contact agents, but they never answered our messages. We even went into offices and were told they would get back to us and they didn't. Is this normal? We've now arranged to come back in May. What should we do beforehand? 
as previously mentioned, uh, it happens. What you should do beforehand is contact us with your requirements and we'll sort you out and put together an itinerary that satisfies your criteria for when you are here. All of that time wasted in the previous visit could have been avoided by doing this beforehand, but you didn't know that of course, Janice. <laughs> now you do. As I said earlier, you're not a priority for agencies when you just come in off the street. They don't know if you are just on a jolly, a tire kicker, or even if it's your hobby to see properties. Some people have that hobby, you know. If you walk in without a near, without a bank account, and on a whim, they're likely to ignore you. Preparation is key. We do that preparation for you. In this week's recommended videos, we've got two. Uh, our second podcast talked about the number of Americans coming over to buy here. You can hear it on YouTube at the link in the uh, show notes. Um, and of course, I've included the burning of the fire in the town hall in the show notes as well. So take a look at the videos. The fire one is 29 minutes uh, or 26 minutes, I think, but the burning actually starts after about nine. Before that, it's the usual firework display. So if you're into firework displays, watch the first part as well. Our recommended article this week is our first step post about getting ready to buy in Valencia. Take the first step, fill in the form, send it to us. We hope to help you out as well. And finally, the recommended property this week, it's a property on the golf course at El Bosque. And the golf course was totally misshrouded and absolutely soaking when I visited. And the description lets you know how wet I got. It also describes a very good value property though. So take a look and see what you think. The description is in the show notes. We hope to hear from you in the meantime, but if we don't, we'll see you next week on the podcast or in the, in the blog post, which comes out on Monday. We look forward to hearing from all our clients always. Speak soon. Goodbye.